Weekly Playtime with Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Yay! Well, Stacy, Devin, how are you? I am doing much better this week. I uh, Yay! I oh. think I mentioned before I had a bunch of projects and deadlines coming due all at once. Like there yes. was like four or five of them all at once. So uh, all of them are over now. Yay! Yay! So I can breathe. Very good. Yes, yeah, you, I feel you deser- so much you're better. You're deserving of breathing. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I am, I, I don't know if you were planning to ask me yet or not, but I'm very excited to tell you what I'm drinking. Well, you should just hop right in there is what you should do. Okay. <laughs> well, as we know, uh-huh. that you typically drink the Nighthawk Black, although we call it all sorts of names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it is the Nighthawk Black Boda Box, and you drink the Cabard, the Bourbon Barrel Cabernet yes. Sauvignon. Yes. Well, yes. so... I went to the liquor store last weekend or whatever. Okay. And they have a Nighthawk Black Dark Malbec. So it specifically says Ooh. Dark Malbec. It's a new flavor, it says. from It says new from Argentina. Nice. Ripe, rich, and smooth. I like so. ripe, rich, and smooth. Yes. We That's are, awesome. Yeah, we are. We're loving it. Uh, nice. Here, so, yes. I am... Well, cool. That's awesome. I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to try the new flavor. Apparently, I need yeah. to get myself over to the to the pops pops yeah. liquor store and find That's me some right. nice pops up at there up at their uh, Lincoln Show notes their local liquor store and they're probably my favorite liquor store. Yes, so, it's a very um, nice one. Yeah, you should go there if you're in town. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So anyway. How well, awesome. Week? Well, my week kind of sucked um, no. because I got sick <laughs> and I got really sick. Um, oh, no. I got strep throat, which uh, I make jokes and I may have made a joke on the air at some point that I like mm-hmm. get strep if, you know, somebody just looks at me strange. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, which is is true to a degree. Like I, I do have a history of getting strep throat, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I work with, you know, tiny germ factories, so, yes. uh, it, it only was a matter of time before I would end up with it again, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's been a few years at least since the last time I had strep throat and it's been a long time since I had it as bad as I had it. Um, yeah. so I, I started feeling kind of bleh on Wednesday. I, well, I've been kind of sick all week. Like I just had tummy, like like uh, low-key tummy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wednesday, I woke up and I had a sore throat and I just felt kind of meh. And I was convinced I had COVID. So that was my... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I was like testing and testing and testing and testing. And I was like, is that a line? Is that a line? I don't know. Ah. <laughs> um, so I put on a mask and went to work anyway because I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know. And they're like, well, come on in. If you don't, you know, it looks negative. So just come on in. I was yeah. Like, okay. But I messed up and uh, and I was like I was able to do my job, so I wasn't like completely laid out. It was just like, eh, you know. 
yeah. wine, 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 kind of not feeling so great. Um, but, you know, started feeling a little bit worse at the end of the day, like you do. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> Thomas, at some point, I think earlier in the morning, had said, well, what if it's strep? And I had just been like, ah, it's not strep. You know, it's if I had strep, it would be really bad. Yeah. Um, I'd have a fever. I, my throat would be really sore, not just a little sore, and I would know it. Um, and then, but I didn't actually like inspect my throat, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause I just assumed it was fine. And then, um, he was like, maybe you should go to the clinic. And then I, uh, I did finally like open up my mouth and look in the mirror and take a look. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's, that's strep. Like I can recognize oh. it in my own yeah. throat because I've had it so much and I know what it looks oh like gosh. for me. Um, so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll go to the clinic because apparently I have strep. Um, And so I went and they tested me and, you know, lo and behold, I had strep. Uh, But I still wasn't feeling bad. I wasn't feeling like horrible. I was just like, you know, eh, I got strep. And so they were like, hey, you know, take these antibiotics uh, 24 hours after taking the antibiotics and you can go back to work. It'll be fine. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. I'm feeling fine. (laughs) I'll be able to go back to work, no problem. Um, (laughs) And then, um, and I don't know now, like if it was just, you know, it took a while for the strep to take hold or if the, I had a bad reaction to the antibiotics or what happened, but for whatever reason, I was sick as a dog all night long. Um, like it was really bad and, um, finally got some like anti-vomiting medicine in me so I could like go to sleep or whatever. Um, But I was like wiped after that because basically my entire body had turned inside out. It was not good. Um, So I haven't had, I haven't had strep in a very long time, probably since I was a kid, but yeah. um, I don't remember. I remember strep just literally being a sore throat. Like I don't remember there being other, uh, you know, bodily fluids coming out. <laughs> right. Well, I used to get sick whenever I, like when I was a kid and I got strep, I would, I would throw up, but it was like, I always thought it was because of the fever because I'd always yeah. get a fever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just assumed that I had a fever and you know, you have high fever, sometimes you get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what I thought had happened, but apparently no, it's just part of the the virus, maybe, I don't know. Or it's the antibiotic. Either way, either way, it wasn't fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But then, like, I got a fever and I felt completely wiped. And um, the next day, and I couldn't eat anything. I could barely drink anything. I had a horrible headache. I was just like, okay, all right, I'm dead. I'm dead. It's fine. I'm dead. I'm dead. No worries. Um, and, uh, like, I don't... That was like, I guess, all Thursday. And then Friday I woke up. I was like, yeah, I'm still sick. I'm not going anywhere, not doing nothing. Um, and so it was probably like Saturday during the day when I finally like kind of came back to life a little bit. Um, I went over to my next door to my in-laws and um, sat outside and watched the birds play and still was just like not feeling 100%. <laughs> like did not want to move very much. Um, so yeah, anyway, but I went back to work today. Um, and I am, you know, mostly recovered, I think. Um, 
I'm not like jumping up and down or uh, doing somersaults or <laughs> doing circus tricks or anything like that. But yeah, um, you know, but I'm able to like go to work and function in society now. So that's good. Um, but I was like, I was really bummed because I had signed up for Dragonfly's uh, adult circus camp this weekend. And I was looking really, really forward to it because it's, you know, it was, it's basically like a, you know, like a circus camp that they do for the kids, but for the grownups. Yeah. And I was going to learn how to do some type, you know, like walking on the type wire and like, oh, cool. uh, you know, like all this cool stuff. And no, oh, I don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> no. going to like not go. Yeah. Um, which was the right call because I definitely would not have been able to like, even move my body um no um but it was still sad but oh well yeah um anyway so yeah so that's pretty much been my week (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not that's not very exciting no i got to read a lot though so i mean i guess there's that yeah Um, that's good because i didn't feel like doing anything um and I just went to lay in bed and I had checked out some books from the library. And so I just sat and read. So I read two books um, while I was sick. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, uh, I've already met, like I was supposed to read 20 books for the year and I'm already like at 25 and the year's not, you know, I've still got several months in the year. <laughs> so I'm like. Wow kicking ass at this uh reading reading goal but yeah um, I used to there were a couple years that I tried to do a reading goal and I would make it like six and I think the second year I made it seven and I could I can't I think the first year I did make make six but I didn't make the next year goal yeah that's how much I read (laughs) oh I love it though I've been um the most recent book that I finished was by somebody I actually went to governor school with. Um, And it was an Appalachian, um, like, travel through time type of thing. I mean, not like actually traveling, not like there were time travelers, but like the settings of the different chapters would happen to the same family, like in different decades and centuries and stuff in the same area. Um, It's called The Ballad of Laurel Springs. And it was very, very good. Um, so throwing that out there. Okay. <laughs> Is there a link that you can put in the? I can. I'll put a link in show notes. All right, there you go. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's me. I am drinking, um, because I don't know when I'm when and or if I will ever, um, actually, uh, drink alcohol again. Um, (laughs) I am drinking frog juice artisanal kombucha and frog juice. I don't know about that name. Oh, so it's a, um, it is a local kombuchery in, uh, in Knoxville. So the, the kombuchery place is like one of those sober spaces that we talked about. I think, um, Mm -hmm. our sober episode when we were talking about different places or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. 
but they also just produce frog juice, which you can, or not frog juice, they produce kombucha, which you can get at um, like Three Rivers Market or whatever too, okay. but, um, yeah. which is where I got this. But this particular flavor is fruity booty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's fruity booty frog juice. Okay. Yes. Fruity booty frog juice. I don't know why you're like. <laughs> Just frog juice is a weird term for me. Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's true. But it's uh, but it's very very good, mm-hmm. very good. good. Let's see the um the ingredient list is filtered water, live cultures obviously, mm-hmm. green tea, uh, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, pomegranate juice, and ginger. Not to alarm you, but can you drink that with all on antibiotics? Uh, I assumed that I could. <laughs> well, the reason I ask is because. Like for yogurt, you're not supposed to eat yolk. Well, I've heard two ways. So I've heard that you should eat yogurt when you're on antibiotics because antibiotics can mess up your stomach. Right. And I've heard that you should not eat yogurt while on antibiotics because it can cancel out the antibiotics, basically. I feel like the doctor t- said something like you could get a probiotic if... Um, okay. So, but I didn't, I wasn't really listening because... <laughs> to anybody ever um but uh so i think that it's okay i okay. i don't think that it I, i'm gonna look this up now kombucha <laughs> okay it does say kombucha is okay to drink alongside a course of antibiotics okay okay, okay. all right good <laughs> okay so, Ooh, sorry sorry for okay. the false alarm for the alarm no it's okay it's all good you're just looking out for me i appreciate that i am i am um, I feel like there was something else I was going to say or talk about, but it is, it is eluding me. Oh, well, no, I don't know. It, it's, it, it gone, it gone, whatever it was. It's, it's You got no that longer. strep brain. I do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's okay too. Um, I know that we do have a, a, a topic though. I guess we could get into that. We do. Uh, would you want to talk about it? Cause you were this, sure. you suggested it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So this is uh, a combination. We read two articles and it is a combination of two articles that our producer, James Hacker, uh, sent us and they're kind of similar. They're both around retiring. Um, uh-huh, and uh-huh. so the, the first one, which was called semi retirees know the key to work life balance and just a very high level summary and then we can kind of get into it more yeah is uh it's about a couple that retires and then immediately goes and gets a part-time job at a ski right right um the second article is actually from a perspective from or is the perspective of multiple retired people and what they had wish they had done differently because i think the interesting thing that it points out is that we kind of, society, right or wrong, society has kind of ideas of what success looks like as far as a career goes. Right. But no one talks about judges, rates, or anything like what a successful retirement looks like. Right. So that's what this article was trying to do. Okay. Um, that's a, that's oh. a nice, succinct uh, summary there. I'm very, well, I'm very you. impressed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I should have mentioned to you, we'll put links to both articles in the show notes, but the yes. um, semi-retirees know the key to work-life balance. That was uh, pr- uh, published 
by the Atlantic, Atlantic written yeah. by Katie Cray or Kate Cray. Uh, and then the How to Retire Better from Retirees Who Learned the Hard Way was published by the Wall Street Journal, written by Veronica Dagger and Anne Turgesson. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so sorry if we've completely yes. <laughs> mutilated your names. Yes, yes. All right. Yeah. So I will start by saying that the first article... The semi-retiree, uh, or yeah, semi-retirees know the key to work-life balance was not what I expected. Okay, yeah, I I was kind of in that same boat too, um, because I was kind of, I mean, whenever they were talking about they know the key to work-life balance, it was like maybe you you like slowly go into retirement or yes. like, yes. <laughs> I don't know, um, and I was like, oh no, you you retire and then you're bored and then you go back to work yes exactly i thought it was going to be like these people are retiring early and working part-time jobs and that's why they're semi-retired right no no this this was two people that had six-figure jobs right retired at a normal age i don't think it says what age they retired no retired at a normal age and they just drive across the country to go work at this ski resort and they're like oh we have so much fun because you know, yeah. we're still getting physical and cognitive stimulation, you know? Right, exactly. We get to be like, this yeah. the ski club grandparents or whatever to all <laughs> yeah. the kids there. It's like... Exactly. Okay. I mean, and don't don't get me wrong. I, I respect that. I feel like that is a... If that is what you want to do, that is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I had some some thoughts. But if you want to continue and then I can hop in there with with my my ideas because okay. yeah because I talked about the fact that jobs provide structure socialization and a basic yes. physical physical activity for yes. them um which great but I do have I, I have thoughts but anyway go ahead okay <laughs> um they did say dude uh according to a survey in 2014 80 percent of semi-retirees say that they're still employed because they want to be uh, right. not because they need to be which are you know obviously two different things and right. then um it is important i think to underscore though that there are a lot of people out there who yes. are in this situation because they can't afford not to work like right yes. you know i mean if, if i did not have thomas being smart about retirement for us um i mean i could very easily see myself at you know 70 being like well <laughs> yeah ain't no way i can live off of this so i guess okay. i will um uh, hmm. <laughs> guess yeah. i'm just gonna keep working because i have no other option yeah um so yeah i mean i think that there's a lot of people in that situation because in order to be able to retire i mean yeah you can get social security but that's not very much no. um and uh you know to retire, you have to have thought ahead, planned ahead, saved, had enough money to save, um, which a lot of people don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and so it's uh, it's it's a this is th- we're talking about a very um, privileged part of of the American public. I think is yes. important to to say, not like ridiculously privileged, but like you know. Yeah. This is not necessarily, you know, even half of the people in the <laughs> right. in, in the United States. Yeah. It doesn't actually say, although it does say 
Um, it does mention that the decision to continue working is often driven by financial necessity. Um, so then it talks about that these are people that are, um, you know, working because they want to. Right. But uh, the thing that it does mention, which is one of my fears, and I could go, I'm going to go down a slightly rabbit hole here, but uh, it talks about concerning the reality given how few healthy years that the average poor American has left by the time they retire. Um, so if you think about it, I think the retirement age now is like 67 or something like that. Right, right. Based on Social Security and all that. And um, I didn't realize, but the kind of like life expectancy for people is like mid 80s. Yeah. And because I, I guess the reason why I didn't expect that, which I guess I could have looked at both sides, but my grandmother that passed away maybe, I guess maybe five years ago now, she reached 99. So, right, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. And yep. James had an aunt the same way. She was around 99. And so I was like, oh, cool. People are starting to make it to 99 now. Right, but, right. If I just look on the other side of my family, my grandfather passed right around. He was around 85 or under, I think 85 would be the oldest. And then uh, my grandmother, his wife, uh, also passed away early 80s. Right, um, right. Like 81, 82. And so I was like, holy crap. And then um, just kind of talking to some people at work and how their parent, how old are their parents and how they're getting along. And they're like early 80s and they're already like needing a walker or things like that, right. you know? Yeah. And so when you think about it, you spend all this time working the like the prime of your life mm-hmm. and then you retire at 67 most and most people work probably even a little more and um then you have maybe 10 years before you die. Right. And, and you know later you're not going to be as you're not going to be able to actually well, okay. That I'm actually getting into a little bit on the second article uh, because one of the 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 people that retired and said that they wish they had done differently was that this guy retired at uh, 64 and uh-huh. he wanted to spend his retirement playing polo. But just right. two years after he retired, he fell and had an injury that prevented him from playing the sport. And yeah. so yeah. it's like he waited his whole life. He was like, yes, I retired. I can finally play this sport I love. And then he's too old to actually play it. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And, so that's kind of a fear that I have. Instead of not having enough money to in retirement, my fear is right. I'm going to not be able, I'm not going to be physically able to or mentally to do things after. Right. Yeah. No. And I, you're not alone. I have that same fear. I'm yeah. afraid. I mean, you know, my mom died at 55. I'm, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm nervous yeah. that, you know, I won't even get that far, you know? Yeah. So it's like, why mm-hmm. <laughs> should I be focused on that? Um, right, right. You know, because it just seems like maybe <laughs> there's other things to worry about. But yeah, well, I will say, so um, there are rules on different states as to whether your debt when you pass gets passed to your children or not. Right. So you might want to research that because... <laughs> For James and I, we don't have kids, so it's like, well, if we max out our credit cards, who cares? No, right? You know, yeah, that's not fair. Anybody, that's but fair. I don't know if Tennessee is or isn't. So you don't want to like not plan for retirement and then retire early and then rack up a bunch of bills and then be like, sorry, kids, here's your debt. Here's my debt. <laughs> um, I guess so, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah. I feel like um, it does. It's uh, not. It, 
it doesn't get carried over to your kids uh, here. I'm trying to remember because my mom had some debt, but it gets it gets covered covered by the estate. But if it wasn't covered by the estate, then it would have just you know gone away. It would like right, right, I, I, yeah. I I would not have been personally uh, responsible for it. I just might not have gotten any money from the estate, and that would have yeah. been, you know whatever. But mm. anyway, um, yeah. So going back to this particular article, um, it talks about the fact that you know retirees are working. Uh, it says that 13% of retired Americans worked for pay in May of 2023. Um, and so, cause that's when this article was released. Mm-hmm. Um, and it claims that these retirees are, you know, finding these jobs enjoyable and fulfilling. They're not just doing it for the money. And they talk about the fact that, and this comes back to like the, the title of this, right. Mm-hmm. That, they're empowered workers. So they get to actually, you know, kind of look at the jobs and be like, you know, I don't need this job. Um, Yeah. But, you know, so let's figure out what I actually want out of, out of working um, and what my relationship should be to work. Um, You know, cause that could be, I I just like, I don't need it. Right. This is just something I'm doing for fun. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that's what they're talking about. Like, you know, Yeah. Yeah. Flexible hours, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 I do like the guy. They talk about some executives that went from their executive job to, you know, some hobby job. And I love the guy that he was a vice president at a manufacturing equipment company and he started a hot dog stand at baseball games. And that's kind of the idea. Like I, I've always wanted, like when I retire, that's what I want to do is I want to go get a hobby job that you enjoy, like something you're interested in, you know? Right. Right. So I just, cause like, He's have he's um, selling hot dogs, so he gets in for free at all the baseball right. games. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. like it's the perfect setup. Right, exactly. Actually, my dad does this. He um, works at a golf course. Now that he's retired, he vol- quote unquote volunteers at a golf course. And right. I think what he does is like he puts out the flags in the morning and and kind of get make sure people starts on time because they have tea times. Yeah. And um, by doing this, he earns credit, so they don't actually pay him. But after right. he works so many hours, he gets credits and then he gets to play for free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, and so it's like the perfect setup. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I think that that's, um, yeah, I definitely feel like that's something that obviously a lot of people are doing and it makes sense to yeah. like continuing it. But I guess I have a question about mm-hmm. about this, which is, you know, it's talking about the fact that people retire and then they're like, oh, well, what am I doing with my life? Um, right. And then go back and try to find something. But my question is, are they going back because they really want to work and they really want to do the thing that they're doing? Or mm-hmm. are they going back because they've lived so long in a society where they've been programmed yeah. that their job is their identity and they feel yeah. lost without it? Like that, oh, yeah. that's that's my question. <laughs> I think I mean speaking personally, I think right. you're onto something because <laughs> we've already discussed many times that I don't have hobbies because I my job is my hobby. Right. So yeah. 
100%, I could see myself retiring and then being like, well, I have no purpose now. Right. And needing a job, even if it's a piddly hobby job, uh, needing a job to still give myself purpose. And then probably also a little of the social aspect because I I do like, I think this came up in one of our um, more recent episodes, but that I kind of like a more surface level interaction with people. Like I don't- right. I don't really like to share or, you know, like really deep things, but I love just like the morning coffee chat kind of situation. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so I could see that like going to work at a brewery and you just are always meeting people just at a very surface level. Yeah. And that sounds very interesting to me. So um, it's a little bit, it's probably a little bit of both to your point. Like the socialization I think is probably more mentally proactive, but then also just needing a purpose yeah because their job has been their purpose you know? exactly exactly it's like i can yeah because i don't know and i i to be fair i'm not retired i i will probably never be retired let's just be honest yeah. um but if i were i in my brain i am thinking oh well i would you know i would get involved with the church and i would do yeah um you know i would write Volunteer and, yeah and i would uh be involved with my kids and I would do all this stuff and um, I would go and explore all the different weird parts of the city <laughs> that I never get to explore because, yeah. you know, I don't have time. And um, like, I just think of all these things I would do if I was just like independently wealthy. Well, like the day that we pretended to be independently yes. wealthy and we were... <laughs> we did. That was the day we ran into freaking... The lead singer of Maroon 5. I mean, how much I richer are we that we're literally rubbing elbows? Just rubbing I elbows. His elbow. Yeah. Rubbing <laughs> elbows with musicians. I mean, come on. It was the so perfect true. end to the day. That was a beautiful day. So yes. uh, this was before Weekly Buddy Time. This was whenever you were yeah, still living before. here. Um, yeah. But we both took a day off work uh, and just decided to have a day where we were going to pretend like we were rich. And yeah. we were just going to walk around, like, you know, have breakfast downtown. Up. We broke dressed up. We had breakfast downtown. I think um, we went to the gym. And, yes, we did. Because you know, that's what <laughs> they do is they go to the gym in the middle of the day, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. But we totally just walked down or hung out downtown Knoxville pretending like we were rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a really great day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I imagine doing things like that if I, if I were yeah. to retire, um, Absolutely. but, um, anyway, but I do. So one of the things that does say in this article is it says that more than 50 million people in the U S quit their jobs in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and most of them were like looking for something that was better, like they, mm -hmm. something that wasn't taking over their lives. Um, and so that's kind of what they're tying this into is like, Hey, maybe they could be looking for looking at this model to find work that would be better for them. Something more flexible, yeah. more meaningful, um, something that would help them reinvent themselves, which, you know, I mean, at any kinda, age, yeah. right, exactly. And I kind of feel like that's what I did. Um, yeah, it yeah wasn't, absolutely. Was it 2022? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I guess it was. Yeah, because you already had one school year. Uh, yep, I was one of yeah. the 50 million people <laughs> that quit my job. Huh, how about that? Ta-da, I'm the statistic. Yep, you sure are. Yep. Um, but, you know, for that reason, like, hey, I'm going to go do this thing that's not 
that's completely different and to reinvent myself. Um, I can totally understand because we, I mean, if you think about the, the baby boomers and that generation of, oh man, you just got to work like 60 hours a week or you're not worth anything. And it gets exhausting and you get burned out. And it does. It does. You know? And so I think that it makes sense that finally our society is waking up and saying, I don't have to work this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see what the long-term effects are of all of that. But it's true. Um, anyway, but so that was, I guess that's the first article anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I also saw um, an article the other day, but it was also or by wall street journal. Uh, they, they published a lot of good stuff, but uh they so people have been job hopping because they've been getting more money every time they get a new job and so the article was saying that companies are starting to kind of scale back the money that they give to new hires to prevent the job hopping so it's like okay the companies realizing is what happened now they're bonding together and saying okay how about none of us give this great rate and then people will stop job hopping and will (laughs) stop turnover. So they're like turning it around. They're turning it on us again, you know? Yeah. But it's just like, so that's what, so these these people that are going to try to say, hey, I don't need these really stressful jobs anymore. um, That's a great idea. But then when people start shifting away from that, how are the companies going to find a way to screw us? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. that's Stacy's pessimistic view. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's if there's one thing that will happen, if, if there's a company, it's going to try to find a way to screw you. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, On to the we, next article. Yeah, the next <laughs> article about uh the importance of uh you know how to retire. What is what does successful retirement look like? I guess. Yes. Yeah. So I did, I did, I thought that was a good point that we don't have a measurement for what successful retirement looks like. So I, right. I appreciate that they're interviewing these people for that intent. And, right. And so there were three main points that they wanted to point out. Yes. The first one was investing for retirement means more than money. So right. for example, um, this one guy, he retired uh, um, and he regrets not setting goals for himself when he retired about four years ago, because now he's like, well, there's a, there's only so much golf you can play or so many right. places that he can go to with people. So now he's like, what do I do now? Something tells me that he's not a uh, free on the disc or like an <laughs> uh, in- influencer or whatever it's called. Right, on the disc right. <laughs> Something tells me he's probably more of the logical. <laughs> he's like, it's not like thinking I haven't, the box. I haven't checked these boxes yet. Yes, I, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a hard C. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but um, then also, uh, I ta- already talked about the one guy that wanted to retire earlier because he wanted to play polo, and yeah. now he can't because he's injured um right but the second point was relationships are the key to retirement right because the best predicator to longevity is uh oh no of longevity health and happiness in later life is the quality of your relationship yes yes Um, which i I do think makes a lot of sense but yeah and i've seen that before like um i can't remember there was like a ted talk or something that i saw years ago and it was it was all about that it was all focused on um, you know, like what's the key to actual happiness? What's the key to, 
you know, yeah. a long yes. life and health and all that. And it was talking about the thing. It was like a big study that they did where mm-hmm. they um, like followed these people from when they were kids at Harvard or whatever to, mm-hmm. um, you know, their old age. And the thing that they found was the, the, the like it was an overwhelming um, like show that if you had strong relationships and support and friends and, and family and like connections with people, the more that you had, the better off you were, you were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that kind of reminded me of that. Cause yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of hard. That's a, that's not a one-sided planning thing though. I, I think that's hard because right. um, one, I do appreciate how, our group of friends has stayed together. Well, obviously you came in after high school, but I, I have some friends in our group that are still from elementary school. Right, and yeah. So, um, and it, uh, elementary, middle, and high school. And then we had a couple Twitter people join in. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate how our group maintains that friendship. But, um, you know, later in life, are we all going to be around? Or are we going to move away? Or... You know, what's like, are we still going to be able to get well, together? Well, you know, older? some of us, okay. some of us have already moved away. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, see, that's the point. <laughs> but um, we're still hanging out. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but also uh, children, because you mentioned earlier that when you retire, you want to be um, involved with your children more and things yeah. like that. But you don't know if your kids are going to want to hang out with you. Not that they wouldn't, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, I, I will follow those fuckers. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding? Yeah. Hell yeah. Look, I have spent so much of my time of my That's life, true. like yeah. dealing with them, like on my, uh, in my business, asking me stuff, not giving yeah. me a moment's peace. Are you yeah. kidding? If they, yeah. don't, if they're like, mom, I, we need some space. I'll be like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Coming like, over. We're going to go to uh, Maine. I'm like, well, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> yeah. Put my stuff in the trunk. I'm hopping in. Exactly. Uh, good. Good. Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously going to let them live their lives, but I'm, I yeah. hope that um, at least somebody will live close yeah. with their grandkids and stuff. Uh, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I think that, which is, again, could be why people go back to work or there's some places around here. I mean, they're basically senior centers, but they, one of them was called like adult daycare or something like that. Oh, gosh. just where, yeah, I know. I'm like, you could pick a better name, but it's just basically you drop people off and they have classes, like they have um, exercise classes, like they might do something like Zumba, but they also do arts and crafts and right. things. So they just do activities for elderly people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, joining something like that would be good to get this. Right. I figure I'm going to be one of the, like, there There are a lot of um, elders who are highly involved in the church. Um, yeah. Like, I think that that's kind of what happens is that you, like, you're part of the church, and if you stay around and you're still in the community physically, um, what ends up happening is that you, you just kind of, like, you, you, you evolve into, like, yeah, this this is like my life now, um, yeah. and I could very easily see see that happening to me when I become like an old person. I'm just be like, okay, well now I'm at the church five yeah. days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna come talk to me? Yeah, exactly. Um, I really love the idea. I think we've seen something like this before, but I saw one on Instagram the other day about these six um, 
friends that just bought a house together so they could retire yes. together and things like that. Golden and Girls, I, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I really love this idea. And even if it's, you know, obviously we're married and stuff like that, but uh, we could get like a multi-bedroom cabin and just everyone chip in and people could come and go and, yeah. and just hang out. And I just really love that. Or like the community. We always talked about doing the Whooping Llamas community. Yes, yes. community. Like, we need to do this for real. <laughs> I do but, love that. I do love that yeah. very much. Yeah. Because it's important. It's important to keep those, those, uh, you know, those connections, even whenever yeah. you're, you're older. My aunt, um, you know, she's like <laughs> the last surviving member of my family. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the reason why she continues to, you know, stay pretty with it, um, despite the fact that she's getting older, obviously, um, mm-hmm. is that, She's got, uh, you know, some really close friends that she stays in touch with, even though they live very far away. They live in um, Phoenix, Arizona still. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, once a year she goes out and visits them and, you know, keeps touch over over the Internet and and email and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like that's very that's just so super important. Like no matter how you do it, like yeah. holding on to the connections that you have is, is, yeah. is key. Yeah, absolutely. So the third point that they brought up was that <laughs> contrary to what I said earlier, retirement is longer than you think. I know. I know. I was thinking about <laughs> yeah. that whenever you were talking about that. Cause like on the one yeah. hand, it's like, I just want to retire. But on the other hand, it's like, apparently, you know, you could, you could live until you're 99 and then what are you <laughs> yeah. going to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. And in this case, it was kind of talking about the money aspect because um, so Social Security allows you to start draw- withdrawing between the ages of 62 and 70. But um, every month of that you delay, it increases the payment that you get. So right. it's like it's like saying, you know, hey, if you can wait till 70, then obviously you'll reap the most benefit. And the cost of living adjustments are 76 Oh, if you withdraw at 70, the cost of living adjustments are 76% higher than if you withdrew at 60. And uh, like in my case, I'll probably have to plan for end of life care because I don't have children to take care of me. Right. So we're going right. to have to have some sort of live in nurse or we're going to have to live in a um, assisted living kind of type place. So the later years, the last few years of my life, it's probably going to be super expensive because you know, I'm going to have to pay for full-time care right? Uh, somewhere. So I got to gotta plan for that. But oh, man, getting old sucks. I know. <laughs> it's a lot of like dark things. It is. But I mean, but, but it's important to think about because we don't yeah. think about it because it's such an unpleasant thing. Yeah. And then, you know, when, one day you're like, you know, it, d- looking at it straight in the face and trying to figure yeah. out what to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, my grandmother, God, she lived till she was 94 I think 93 wow. or 94. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, she was like, <laughs> she was, she was in her 90s and we were having conversations with her about, yeah, you know, have you thought about what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> and yeah. she's like, I leave in this house. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no problem. We'll just yeah. continue to like check in on you and take care of you. It'll be fine. You know, <laughs> eat, eat um, your freezer meals that are in the cabinet, not the freezer. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! That lady. Oh god, I miss her. Yeah. 
But, um, but yeah, this is why I still think I think that these, even though these articles weren't what I think, I think they are just reaffirming my theory that everyone should retire now, like middle of their life, and then get a job at the end of their life. And that way you get the social aspect. You can, it can be right. a hobby job and you can have insurance to pay for your, all your <laughs> medical issues. So that's, everyone's doing it wrong. <laughs> everyone's doing it wrong. Ah, uh, yeah, it's true. That is true. <laughs> well, the other thing that I had on here, um, from, uh, <laughs> from my notes was mm -hmm. the quote from this from this particular article retirees frequently frequently don't realize how much their career provided a sense of identity and self-worth and i was like that goes back to the question i had before it's like mm -hmm. the bigger yeah. issue is like why do we wrap Should up it? our sense of self and what we do and what we produce and i mean yeah it's because we're we're trained to or it's like because we're programmed to but mm -hmm. maybe 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 <laughs> Mm -hmm. Maybe we shouldn't think that way. Like yeah. instead, See? maybe we should, you know, and like if you weren't, if you, if you had a less stressful, um, more enjoyable job to your point, you know, mm -hmm. at a much younger age, you could just mm -hmm. continue to do that. <laughs> right. like, you would right. not feel the need to quote unquote retire because you would be living your life <laughs> as opposed yes. to, you know, waiting, um, working to, to retire one day, um, yeah. which just seems like such a, such a sad place to be. Yeah. Um, especially cause you don't know if you're going to be able to retire number one and number two, um, even if you do, it's, uh, you you could fall you could you could something bad could happen and then you won't be able to enjoy it i don't know yeah so i agree with you yep. see <laughs> all right new strategy for retirement <laughs> just start doing what you want to today <laughs> yes, today. today today but that could be bad for me because i just don't want to work um <laughs> yeah that's true yeah, there's also a difference if if you just don't want to work. That's a different thing. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess what I do now is working. <laughs> it's a job. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, it's a job. Um, yeah, it just feels like I'm just playing all day, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a job. Um. Anyway. But yeah, I think that these were good articles. Uh, so we'll put them in show notes yeah. and yeah. um. You know, hopefully our commentary has provided some amount of <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you think, if you're thinking Insight. about changing up your retirement plan after hearing this episode, let us know. Yes. <laughs> please I would do. Love to have a discussion. <laughs> please do send. <laughs> yes. Please do send. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Weekly buddy time at gmail.com. It's still, it's yes. still a, a working email. All right. Yes. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think that that is all. I still have some of my kombucha. That's the thing about when you're drinking kombucha. It doesn't. It takes a while <laughs> to drink it. <laughs> doesn't disappear as quickly as wine. It it doesn't. It's kind of funny <laughs> that way. Yep. So I'll take I'll take I'll take this on, uh, in my in my after show. <laughs> yes, post show. Uh. Well, I love you, Stacey. I love you too. And I hope that whenever we get to uh, to these years, we are still 
um, you know, <laughs> Do hanging it out. Do it with the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> daytime. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Episode <laughs> five fifty thousand. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Two hundred and three. <laughs> oh my god, that'll be amazing. Um, you know, or at least we're hanging out and you yeah, know eating eating waffles sure. and drinking yes. mimosas drinking together. Wine. I love you, Stacey. I love you, too. And I will talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho